0: Welcome to the Backstretch. I'm WCYB's Heather Williams. And man, St. Louis, wasn't that race fun? Now, I know that there were a lot of drivers and a lot of fans that were really angry. And Chase Elliott fans and Denny Hamlin fans are now best friends because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, which is awesome. That's what made the race so darn entertaining. I mean, other than the fact that Denny Hamlin was initially put into the wall No cars were torn up during that. Nobody got hurt. It was just a lot of, I'm going to make your life miserable because you made mine miserable. And that is fun. It's not even to the extent that Earnhardt would act because Earnhardt would actually put someone in the wall. I mean, I know. He didn't mean to wreck him. He just meant to rattle his cage. But it's that kind of racing. It's what you all have screamed and hollered about and wanted for years, four years. So if you're not entertained by St. Louis, then you don't want to be entertained. You just want to complain. You don't want to really enjoy NASCAR because that, my friends, was fun. That's what it was all about. That's what racing's about. That's what rivalries are about. And it was just a darn good race. Chris and I are going to talk about here in a second. It's it was fun so sit back enjoy this is a fun edition of the backstretch and let's get it going we are joined as always by our crew chief chris carrier who also happens to be the crew chief for the number 75 food country track in the camping world truck series chris nascar cup series visit in a new track this weekend in st louis and once again joey logano showed off by being the first to win event an event ever so what were your thoughts on the racing at worldwide technology raceway
1: Heather, I thought, you know, overall, I, I, I thought it was a big hit. You know, they had a capacity crowd. They had good, atten- good you know, just good following, uh, a good build-up to it. Uh, it was good racing all day. I think this was a really good racetrack for the next-gen car, the new car. It performed well, and the racing was good. There didn't seem to be a lot of what I'll call just boring single-file racing. There was passing all day. I think the layout of the racetrack went well to competition and passing you know they're shifting a lot of gears uh, more pay- one guy using more brakes than the other one guy getting in the gas sooner one guy w- running up here one guy running down there it's just i thought it was really neat and good racing and i think they can build on this from from this day forward on how to make it a little bit better the teams will go back next year a little bit more prepared knowing what to expect but overall pretty good Pretty good. Uh, I don't know if it was a grand slam or not, but it was a home run. Well, part of that show was Ross
0: Chastain. He caused <laughs> quite a stir the way he raised both Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott, and he saw immediate blowback. So, who's right here?
1: Uh, I, I don't know that anybody's hundred percent right or hundred percent wrong. As a crew chief, as we discussed before the show, um, uh, looking from the crew chief's eyes, I would have been—if I would have been Denny Hamlin's crew chief—I would have been—I would have been agging him on the whole time saying, look, this guy ruined our day. Go wreck him. Do not let him win the race. You know, that's just honest. I mean, so uh, the other side of it, I'm sure that Ross maybe, maybe thought that, well, I didn't do nothing that bad. Now, then he got into Chase Elliott and ruined his day, kind of, and here we go, and, man, it's like a bunch of bumblebees out there you know <laughs> trying to sting one another all at one time and other racers trying to keep out of the way uh denny you know was like holding him up you know like threatening him, you come by me i'm gonna wreck you and like oh boy this is but at the same time the fans were going wild everybody on tv was sitting up on the edge of their couch so they could see what happens it's it's entertainment it's good and you know it's good to see tempers you know we want to see control and we don't want to see our drivers doing stupid stuff and you always got to think about okay they wreck something they're going to tear up a lot of equipment for somebody a lot of money and so on and so forth but you know this is a passion sport i mean it's not just tiddlywinks and if somebody gets roughed up and they show passion and by golly i'll show you you know you touch me you're going to know what's going to happen because i'm fixing to you know i'm 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 fixing to clean your clock well, you know, that didn't happen, but it still showed how much passion and how much desire and, and how much effort puts in. And uh, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen. There's no, no doubt about it. You know, I think you go on. Everybody kind of figures it out and says, okay, maybe this was a little bit my fault. Maybe I did overreact a little bit. Maybe. Okay, that's all right. Go on to the next race, and everybody will be wondering, what if he's going to wreck him again? (laughs) Yes, the drama continues. The drama.
0: Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Bubba Wallace, Kevin Harvick. Which 2021 winner will be the first to get a win this year?
1: Hmm. I know who I think it's going to be. Wow. That's tough. I think a year ago, I would have said Kevin Harvick. Um, They all seem to keep shooting themselves in the foot. So I think it's going to be whoever runs out of bullets first. I mean, I
0: think Blaney's the closest.
1: I think Blaney has the best chance. I think he has the best overall, best quality team at more places. And I think he's in a position to where a win would not be a surprise. He's already ran good enough a couple of times this, this year to win. So Kevin is like, he keeps, I keep on waiting for him to catch on to this thing and, and get back up front and be competitive. And every time he does, it goes in like, oh my goodness, he's not going very fast. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think Blaney probably is, would be the best bet.
0: If I was going to rank them, I would say Blaney, Bell, Harvick, Wallace.
1: Heather's probably pretty close. Yeah. You know, Bell's the same way as Blaney. He's been fast enough. He should, you keep thinking, like, okay, he's going to win a race. He's good enough. He's a little hot shoe. You know, this car should play right into his hands. But every time he kind of gets close, he shoots himself in the foot somehow. And um, half a the time, the, the bullets that... That go off of Blaney and and Bell go hit Bubba and somehow ricochet and Harvick and you know it, it's that's a good question it's it'd be hard to see kind of kind of be honest with you in my mind I kind of feel a little bit sorry for all of them you know it's like i find myself pulling for all of them to say come on get up there have a couple of top fives and, and be up there where you really need to be and really can be and uh but that's just you know this racing world's cold sometimes and it's hard to get up sometimes. yeah they're all good enough teams they're all right good now. enough teams road court
0: racing this weekend what are the keys to getting around the sonoma raceway
1: i tell you heather uh, sonoma is a tough road course because there's not a lot of grip there. You know, there's not any banking. It's a lot of back and forth. It's odd angle corners and so on and so forth. It's up and downhill. Uh, it's just all different things. And uh, you know, there's, there's just, it's hard. It's a very technical place. I love it personally. Uh, it's a nice area. Uh, I wish it was about 2000 miles closer, <laughs> but anyway, um, it, it's a tough place. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hundred to nineties and pretty slick. It's hard to get what we call forward drive in the rear wheels under acceleration. So you spin a lot, but then going into corners, it's hard to make that tank thing turn around the apex. You know, it's like a short track, but going both ways. So um, gotta have good brakes in any road course. You gotta really take care of your transmission and gear. You gotta take care of a lot of things. You gotta stay on the race track all day long, which is tough to do there uh... you gotta also manage and this is going to be critical for the cup cars you gotta manage making sure you don't kill the underneath of your car going across the curbs or whatever you want to call them because um, the, the, it'll, it'll tear some stuff up and then you take away a lot of stuff that you know araguais you need so i always look forward to it there there'll be some there'll be some pit strategy involved some fuel strategy tire strategy There'll be a lot of unknowns with the new car on Sunday that, you know, how the tire's gonna last and this, that, and the other. If, if they're, you know, get bumping too much, are the rear toe links gonna last and all this stuff, you know? So I think it's gonna be, again, I think it's gonna be a great racetrack for the next gen car. I think it's gonna shine. I think you're gonna see a really good competitive race and you're probably gonna see some more excitement. So tune in.
0: So my interview this week, if you watch the TV show or if you listen to me on some of my radio hits that I do, was supposed to be Jill Gregory, the executive vice president and general manager of Sonoma Raceway. She is one of the pioneering women in NASCAR. I was so looking forward to sharing this conversation with you. However, sometimes technology does not have the same idea as you have. Great conversation. Really enjoyed talking to her. Went to import it into my computer. No audio. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to bring you my conversation with Jill. However, pretty good backup is Tyler Reddick. I talked to Tyler earlier this week about racing Sonoma, his steps that he's taken in NASCAR in his sophomore season, and how he just feels like he's, like, the next guy to win a race in NASCAR, like he's the next guy to be your first-time winner. So, great conversation with Tyler Great consolation prize, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. All right, so joining us now is Tyler Reddick, driver of the number eight for Richard Childers Racing. First of all, thanks for joining us.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: So I feel like you're the guy in the garage area that's always the next guy that's going to win this year. You are the guy that is, like, right there on the edge. So what has the season been for like for you, and how anxious are you to finally not be that guy be the guy that has won and not the one that's right there ready to
2: win um I'm I'm ready uh for for that weekend to to happen anytime now um but certainly the process that we've gone through um up until this point has been um challenging but it's it's taught us a lot we've been getting um a lot better in a lot of ways a lot becoming a lot more rounded of a team not really having a a weak link of any way. And, um, <clears throat> I, 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 I feel like that's, that's a good thing. Um, you know, getting, going out and winning right away with, you know, um, uh, with a race team or a car or a group that's still improving, you know, it's easy to get really comfortable, um, in that win and not really dig down deep and figure out what you need to do to, to become better. So the, the tough, the tough trials that we've gone through have, have really forced us, um, to, to continue to search, um, in those other areas to get better and better and I feel like we're competing on a high enough level right now that you know if we go out there and win one um, you know I feel like we're getting to that point where you know we can go win anywhere it's it's taken all this time to to you know unfortunately still not one and we're still you know three years in trying to get that first win but all I've had to learn in that process is, is made uh, you know made this team really good week in and week out
0: does seem though like I mean you've been obviously at the playoffs and you've been competitive, but it does seem like there's been a light switch that's gone on this year, and you guys are like right there every week, week in and week out. Is it just the natural progression of growth as a cup driver, or did something happen that that helped you in the off season?
2: I'd say you know a, a huge turning point for me was just the approach that I took on to get better at road course racing. Been able to apply that approach to well. Um, to other things you know short tracks um restarts pit road whatever it might be really just tried to you know take that same mindset that i applied to one part of of nascar racing which was the road course racing and then shape that mindset and and use use that aggressive um mentality to to really attack the areas that i was not good at and i've been able to do that with other things as well so it's it's been very beneficial um i the next gen car kind of, I, I think, helped it make help make it look like a light switch. But this has been something that that has been, you know, we've been working on for a number of years. So it's, you know, it may be surprising to some, um, but we know we've been putting in a lot of hard work. Um, not that we we're expecting results out of it. You know, we just we want to get better. But it is good to see that the the speed is there um, and the the level that our team can operate on when we're having, you know, a good day is really high.
0: So you mentioned get, working on your road course race, road courses week at Sonoma. Uh, how do you feel about it? I mean, I feel like there's been a lot of road courses, so it's not like it used to be where Sonoma's like the first chance to do this, but, but how are you feeling going into Sonoma?
2: I, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't want to get it carried away or get ahead of myself. You know, it's a, it's a track where a lot of the drivers I'm competing against have, you know, been, been racing there you know for 10 plus years and this will be my second start there um, my first start on the the shorter configuration you know cutting straight across from four to seven a or turn seven um to into the s is there so um in in some ways it's a lot of the same track we raced um but how you set your car up and the flow the the, the, the the lap itself is, is different so it's going to be like starting over again uh on top of that we have the next gen car as well so you know, I think of how we ran at Coda, you know, we ran good at Coda, um, but we weren't as, you know, we didn't hit it exactly as, as good as we wanted to. So when I look at a place like Sonoma where a lot of the other teams have more um, more laps, more experience, you know, I think it'll be a, a tougher challenge. But we've been doing a good job a week in and week out bringing good cars and being really close when we get there. And that's just, you know, that's that's where we need to be. And then from there, we just got to make the right adjustments from practice qualifying into the race.
0: So it used to be, it seems like, the summer was kind of the doldrums. It was tough. It was a lot of mile and a half, a lot of the same tracks. But the tracks are so different anymore. Do you look forward to the summer, or is it still kind of this, this part of the season where it gets kind of tough before you make that last push for the playoffs?
2: No, this is my favorite part of the year because this is when it's the hottest in the cars. Um, mentally it's the most demanding and, and the stress is the highest when it's when it's this time of year and so anytime that we can go somewhere that's going to be warmer than than other parts of the of, of the United States I, I I enjoy it because it's it's why it's why my team it's why I we all work as hard as we do to be good so when we get put in these these tough situations and stressful environments that we excel so um, you know, and it's crazy as it sounds, you know, I'm, I'm bummed. It's going to be 85 in Sonoma. I was hoping it was going to be a hundred like it is on Friday. I was hoping it was going to stay really, really hot because the heart of the conditions, the the cream continues to rise to the top and, uh, you know, the, we're ready for those types of scenarios.
0: So other than Sonoma, which, which tracks are you looking most forward to?
2: I don't really have one or two that I've picked out, um, You know, in the beginning of the year, I was really excited to get Dakota and and Fontana. Um, But I'm not, I'm not really, you know, in, in years past and in my career, I've always really circled tracks and I, I just, you know, I, if I'm circling one, I'm overlooking in the other and, you know, you can score the, you know, unless we're talking about the Coke 600 with the extra stage, they're all, they all award the same amount of points in the regular season. So it's important to be good every single race with the racetrack that we go to. Um, yeah, there's certain tracks I like more than others, but you know, I, I don't let that, you know, fuel my, my motivation to do, do good. I almost in ways have more motivation to uh, do better at places that I'm historically not, not been good at because I need to get better and be consistent and be, you know, operating in that top five, top 10 every single week, no matter the track that we go to.
1: So
0: for my final thought, I want to talk about road courses. Now, Let me just say, I love road courses. I'm looking forward to Sonoma. It's probably my favorite road course race to watch. I love the fact that it's kind of become the new short track. There's a lot of beating and banging, a lot of moving people out of the way. There's a lot of action in a short track race. My concern is that I think we've overdone it. I mean, one Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is amazing. Two Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is pretty darn good as well. 15 or 16 Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and your stomach starts turning. And I think that we have watered down the road course product by having so many road courses. I mean we still have – we've already run CODA and we've already – we're going to run Sonoma. We still have Watkins Glen and Milwaukee Mile and the road course at Charlotte and the road course at Indy. Like when does it become too many road courses? I feel overwhelmed by the amount of road courses on the schedule these days. And honestly, it's not as exciting anymore. Like I find myself getting excited about St. Louis or about the racing that I saw in Charlotte. And mile and a half road races used to be like boring. Like every week we're at a mile and a half intermediate track. The racing there has been really good. I think NASCAR needs to find a way to find a better balance and not overdo it to the kinds of tracks that – are hot and sexy and everybody's into at the moment they need to say four road courses is a good amount it leaves people wanting more and if you leave people wanting more that's perfect so I don't know I, I like all the tracks that we go to but i'm hoping that we cut back on the road courses because i think they're too much maybe go back to oval Indy. i know the racing wasn't great but it might be better with the next gen car because the next gen car seems to be performing better on the oval tracks plus it's indie it's just the mystique of running indy so i wouldn't be sad to see that go we could talk about some of the other ones but anyway Road course this week, Sonoma. It's my favorite. Look forward to it. Hopefully, it'll be a great race. We can talk about next week here on the backstretch.